All right, guys, before we get into the episode, I want to shout out the current Patreon members over on the Terminator 101 Patreon page. Here we go. Lucas Grudzian, Engelbert Sebastian, Ruben Dobson, Danny Pirate, Ami Prasad, T-Bob Art, and Marie Sperlick. Thank you so much for your patronage. You guys are a big part of the continued growth of Terminator 101. Now, if you want to join that list, plus gain extra content and benefits, it's very simple. All you have to do is hit up patreon.com slash t101podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Terminator 101. I'm Eddie Green. This is a first for the podcast. This is the first Patreon-requested episode. Now, what that means is over on patreon.com slash t101podcast. If you join the 800 series or higher, you gain the ability to tell me a topic to cover in a future episode of Terminator 101. And that's exactly what one of my patrons, Ami Prasad, did. He joined uh, the Patreon and uh, got the ability to tell me what he wants me to talk about in this particular episode. And if you've read the headline or the title, I guess you could call it, for this episode, then you know what we're going to be talking about here for uh, for a little bit here. And I'm excited. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why, because this is actually, this is a request and a topic that was suggested a while back. And Ami, first and foremost, Thank you for your patience. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, you know, I can come up with excuses, but really at the end of the day, it was mainly I wanted to make sure that, you know, because I I take this stuff so seriously, you know, so I wanted to make sure that the content that I'm delivering is the best that it can be. And so that's, you know, really at the end of the day, why this episode has taken so long because I kept going back and forth. Okay. So first I'm getting ahead of myself. What we're going to be talking about here for uh, the next few minutes is Ami asked me in a private message, um, where do I think you can go after the T-1000. Because Ami and I actually share the same kind of outlook on the franchise in that after T-2, everything else is subpar, including the the future uh, prototypes and models and whatnot of the Terminators. Everything is subpar. So when he asked me that, and, you know, he did say, you know, if you think that this is something that, you know, is kind of good luck answering kind of thing, it's okay. And I said, no, you know, uh, that's a really good question, honestly, at the end of the day. And I say at the end of the day a lot. But you know what? At the end of the day, I love saying at the end of the day. <laughs> so um, anyways, um, 
but yeah, when he, you know, presented that, that idea to me, got the wheels turning a little bit. So first, what I need to tell you guys is I am discrediting everything that came after T2. So the TX, the T3000, the T5000, all that bullshit is essentially what Dark Fate is doing. It's negated. And that's what I'm doing. If for nothing else, just this particular episode. It's, it's it's negated, right? So, and you guys know, and if you don't know, well, now you know. You know how I stand when it comes to the franchise. The first two films, that's the true story as of right now. We'll see what happens with Dark Fate, but as of right now, one and two, and that's it. So, having that in mind going forward, right? Being put in that position of saying... Where would you take advancing beyond the T-1000? What would, like, what would you do? How would you go beyond that? And when you present that to somebody, like I said, the wheels get turning. And you... Also, what I need to tell you guys, and, I, and I'm sorry if this episode seems kind of all over the place. It's really not, but... I do have so much that I want to tell you guys. And then sometimes just certain things pop into my head that I, you know, really want to tell you guys. Um, something that I do want to mention here, and I've mentioned this, if you guys watch my uh, live stream show that I co-host with Gershom Reese Wetzel uh, on YouTube called No Fate But What We Stream, I think I said this in one of the episodes, <sighs> Somebody like Gershom, and Gershom, if you're listening, shout out to you, man. Uh, Gershom is somebody who, when it comes to the particulars of the characters, you know, the T-800, the T-1000, all that stuff, he can, he has the ability, the knowledge, to literally sell you on the fact that this is something that is being made right now. Putting aside, you know, the movies and stuff. He can make you believe that the T-1000 is something that a company out in California is developing to bring to the marketplace. He can actually do that. Me, on the other hand, I cannot. Partly, actually not even partly, mostly because I'm not that interested in the tiny, minute, specific details. Now, I'm not taking anything away from people like Gershom who are. That is incredible, and I am like actually kind of jealous. But it's not something that really interests me. So when someone says, how would you describe the T-1000? I'm going to go, oh, he's the main antagonist of Terminator 2. But beyond that, what he is, is he is a liquid metal uh, a Terminator. And he has the ability to morph into certain kind of uh, weapons. He can also take on the identity of someone as long as he makes physical contact with that particular person. He can take on the identity of them to become even more deadlier. But now if someone says, well, well, well how exactly does the T-1000 form uh, a particular weapon? I can't tell you, honestly. 
And if to me, that doesn't make or break how diehard of a fan you are. But I do think there are people out there who would go, wow, Eddie, you can't tell me. And then they would be, you know, um, you know, whatever they would, they, they would be more inclined to be like, you're not a true fan. I don't look at it that way. Um, it's just different levels, right? Of fandom. But I 100% believe that Gershom would be able to tell me how the T-1000 can form into, you know, a weapon, right? Um, whether it be, you know, like a stabbing knife or, you know, whatever. He can actually tell me the tiny, minute details of how the technology works. I can't. So the whole point of me telling you that, guys, is to keep that in mind. So when I go forward here, kind of telling you what I think, just keep that in mind. I'm not somebody who is interested really in the minute, tiny details of how the shit works. I'm more interested in just the the overall uh, idea of it, right? So having said that, coming back to Ami's question, where would you take this technology? If we just look at really the two main models that we've been um, presented with in these films, the T-800, right? And the T-1000. And you can also say series, right? The, the series, the model, whatever you want to say. Um, and trust me, trust me, I understand the difference between the series and the model. Um, so, I guess what I should say, let me, let me correct myself <laughs> before someone uh, uh, um, goes out of their way to correct me. The series that we have been presented with is the 800 and the 1000, correct? Beautiful. Again, I've, I understand that there's you know the 850 from T3, but again, it's negated. It, to me, it's not canon. So I'm literally focusing on the T800 and the T1000, those two series right there. If you try to just understand the basic concept of those two, right? The T-800 is a robotic assassin, and I'll, I'll be 100% real with you guys here. I am looking at this online, okay? So I am looking at this just so I have... If I was tasked with describing the characters i could but i wouldn't be able to do it in a in a in a time frame that uh didn't bore you guys you understand what i'm saying so i'm kind of cheating a little bit and i'm just looking at a description okay so the t-800 is a robotic assassin slash soldier designed by skynet for infiltration and combat duty and the ultimate goal, right, we understand this, is exterminating the human resistance. It can speak naturally, copy voices of others, read human handwriting, genuinely sweat, smell, and bleed. But it does not have human emotion, 
emotion. What the hell did I just say there? No human emotions, uh, like pity, fear, um, and it never stops until the mission is fulfilled, right? So uh, they're outwardly indistinguishable from humans, the T-800. The T-600, we understand from uh, Kyle, they were easy to spot, but the T-800 is a lot harder. Um. So that's really the like the bare minimum. If you were to describe the T eight hundred, you could go further than that. You know, talking about maybe its power source lasting one hundred twenty years. Uh, you know, being able to learn more efficiently, we, all that stuff. You can go further, but that is the bare minimum, right? And that is incredible. That's incredible stuff. This is another like. This is one reason, but it's um, amongst a bunch of reasons. It's an, it's another reason, but it's one reason why I think the Terminator, the first film, is the superior film because of how that is actually something that I can truly see happening one day. And we're getting there, guys, right? We're, we're, we're coming back into the real world here, escaping the films for a second. We're actually getting there. So... The Terminator is something that it seems like it could happen. So it's something that feels more uh, uh, genuinely threatening. It's something that feels, you know, like it, it's more plausible, right? There's less of a suspension of disbelief. Now, if we get into the T-1000, and again, looking at this online, the bare minimum to describe this thing, right, it's a Terminator that's made of liquid metal, okay? So it's a much more advanced Terminator compared to the T-800. Com it's composed entirely of mimetic polyalloy, so it makes it capable of rapid shape-shifting, near-perfect mimicry, and rapid recovery from damage. It also has the ability to quickly liquefy and assume forms in innovative and surprising ways. Um, and it can also... Uh, form into obviously the weapons that we talked about earlier here in the episode. So the idea, right, of liquid metal, while some will say, and I think I could be wrong, but I do think that I've seen articles of this is actually stuff that is being in, in real world. This is stuff that is actually being worked on in real world not to the degree, obviously, of T2, but if you were to just, you know, ask the general public the idea of liquid metal, that is more of a suspension of disbelief, correct? Right? It's one reason why I bring T2 down just a notch, a, a centimeter of a notch. It's a little bit more of a suspension of disbelief this liquid metal, right? It's just harder for the brain to comprehend. Not saying it's impossible, but it's harder for the brain to comprehend. Now, how saying however, saying that it's not so much of a suspension of disbelief that I go, uh-uh, nope, totally. No, nope, I discredit it. It's not that, right? It still feels within the confines of the Terminator universe, considering that we have time travel, it feels okay, right? It's a little harder to wrap our brains around, but 
you and I can both suspend our disbelief and go along for the journey. And the entire journey still feels real world and threatening, right? So, having said everything that I've just said, and again, going back to Ami's question, how do you go beyond the T-1000? And to really start wrapping your head around that, and keep in mind, when he asked me that question, initially, this was before the Dark Fate footage was premiered at CinemaCon, and people started describing it. So this was before that, you know, this was before we heard um, people describing what this new Terminator is. And again, well, not and again, but, and keep in mind that we don't even know what this, this new Terminator is called. Okay. So we don't know where it falls in the chronological creation of Terminators, right? Keep that in mind. And again, also keep in mind that there have been varying descriptions of what this new thing can do so in a way i'm almost looking past these descriptions right i'm almost discrediting what i understand this new terminator can do so i'm almost not even taking into consideration is what i should have said what this new thing can do right so but if you were to ask me, would this be a direction you would have gone? Maybe, maybe, you know, I think I said when I did the episode where I talked about the CinemaCon stuff for Dark Fate, I think I said something to the extent of, you know, I'm not entirely sold on it. I need to see it in motion. I need to see it in action on paper. It sounds maybe a little goofy that it can split into two Terminators, Um Maybe it sounds goofy. Who knows? When the movie comes out, it could be incredible. But just on paper, hearing the description without seeing anything, right? Just just words. Sounds a little goofy to me. Just a little goofy. Not entirely, but just a little. Um, and it sounds like an easy cop-out, personally. I think that that was something that didn't take too much brain power. And that's something that I wanted to really specify brain power it's hard it's hard i bet throughout this entire episode as i've been talking you have been kind of going man where would i go again looking past the tx and and all that shit because really at the end of the day the tx the t3000 and the t what 5000 it's all this is the issue right this and it seems like it's the same thing with the T, um, whatever it might be called in Dark Fate. Nothing has really been able to go beyond what James Cameron and William Wisher created in the T-1000 with the liquid metal. It seems like it's all been variations of that same concept, right? Which is, which, I mean, just goes to show you how far ahead James Cameron and William Wisher were, right? I mean, really. So that's the tricky thing. So, Ami, your question to me was, where do you go beyond the T-1000? And after doing a lot of contemplating, doing a lot of going, how do you create something that feels threatening, but also has 
that real world sensibility so that when an audience watches it on screen, they don't, they don't totally 100% disbelieve it and go, no way, no way. Even in a movie that has time travel, no way. Never would that be something that is created. And, you know, I went from, well, I think I remember hearing one or two times that there were, and this might have been in the later sequels, but I do remember hearing something along the lines of creating a Terminator that has invisibility um, capabilities. Okay. Invisibility. And again, this is something that maybe to someone else goes... Well, no, that sounds like that is something that is actually plausible. But when you bring up in, when you bring up the word invisibility, all of a sudden I'm start me personally. I start thinking of superhero, wizard, like you know what I mean. I start thinking of like Marvel and and Harry Potter shit, and that stuff is so far fetched in my mind that. I don't see it in a real world thing. You know, I, right? Like, I don't see Harry Potter in real world. You know, it's such a fantastical world, right? Same thing with Marvel. Uh, me, personally, I just don't... Like, that stuff is so fantastical. It's like on another planet in another dimension. You Like, you, just, you understand what I'm saying? I understand that the Marvel movies might take place in New York City or whatever. But the stuff that goes on in them seems so fantastical. So it doesn't seem like it would fit invisibility. doesn't seem like it would fit the Terminator universe. So I checked that out. I was like, no, or I, 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 I X'd it out. I was like, no, uh, uh-uh. so then I was like, all right, well, damn. I mean, how do you get more threatening than not even being able to see your enemy? <laughs> you know, how, like, how do you go beyond that? So Ami, I, I, I really hope you don't think that this is a cop-out, and I hope anybody listening doesn't think this is a cop-out. But my answer is, I don't think you can go beyond the T-1000 without without going into the realm of supernatural, superhero, wizard shit. You know what I mean? And having audience members really having a hard time buying into it. Without doing any of that stuff, I don't think you can. Because then you start getting into mutant shit, right? Like X-Men shit. And, and, you know, these are references, but that's what it would feel like. Like, you know what I mean? So that's my answer. I think the T-1000 is the capper, right? I think it is sort of when, you know, T-2 was released. It's, It's the most deadly, the most lethal. Well, that's the same thing. It's the most advanced Terminator ever. And nothing else is going to be more advanced than that. Because, I mean, look, even James Cameron had a hard time, right, going beyond the T-1000. Because when he did T2 3D Battle Across Time, the T-1000,000, it it was a glorified T-1000. But it was like a giant spider. Okay, right? So it's like you took the T-1000, but you enlarged it. Cool. I guess that's how it becomes the 1 million. But at the end of the day, again, it's the liquid metal stuff. It's hard 
to go beyond that. It's hard for the human brain to wrap its, you know, self around it. So I am very intrigued with uh, seeing what Dark Fate does with this new Terminator, but I don't think you can go beyond the T-1000. Me personally. We'll see what happens with Dark Fate. I could be wrong. I could be right. I don't know. We don't even know what this thing's called. So having said all that, Ami, I hope that answers your question. I hope that, um, you know, everything that's been discussed here was worth the wait. I hope that you guys listening, this opens up uh, some some forum for discussion. Um, feel free, you know, hit me up on social media, obviously, at T101podcast. Um or if you want to have the uh, chance of being featured in a future episode, and this is something that I might consider down the road, um, you know, with the with uh, this new feature through uh, Anchor, which is the the service that I use to uh, host and distribute my podcast, uh, they have a new feature. Uh, with the voice messages. So if you want to, you can actually leave a voice message. Um, I think it's just a link in the show notes uh, for my podcast. You click that and you can actually send me a uh, a message. And uh, so, so if you want to do that, by all means, do that. And let me know, what do you think you guys uh, would do? How would you uh, go beyond the T-1000? I don't know if you can, again, with... Obviously, the um, the little bullet points that I listed there, you know, w- uh, without it feeling not real world, without it feeling, you know what I mean? Like, you have to kind of stay within those those boundaries because once you e- once you exceed them and go beyond, and then you're into, like I said, the stuff that I just don't think audiences would buy. So, anyways, guys, before I ramble on and just repeat everything I've said, that's my answer. Feel free to chime in if you want. Um, lots of lots of uh, outlets to do that. But I hope it was worth the wait, Ami. So there you go, guys. Um, head over to patreon.com slash T101podcast. And like I said, if you join um, at least the T800 series level, you can suggest a topic for me to talk about in a future episode of uh, Terminator 101. So I hope you guys will check that out. Um, I don't think there's anything else pressing that I need to let you guys know about. Lots of updates, but really when I update stuff, that's on the social media. So follow me, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. You'll get all the updates. Um, And yeah, so there's all that, guys. Thank you so much for your continued support. This podcast has you know, been just such a, a joy for me. And yeah, having said all of that, until I talk to you guys next time, keep on terminating. <laughs>